Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Now my hoki mai ki tupu My name is Ehi Pere Happy, lead navigator here. I'm sitting in the co-pilot seat next to my mate here, Ruthie. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since our last episode, so we thought we'd spark things, start things back up again. Um, we've got an incredible wahine toa sitting with us today. Uh, Alexia, Lexi, um, kia ora, how are you? Awesome, good, thank you. Thank you for inviting me, for opening the space for me to tell my story. Awesome. Um, we're just going to get right into it, eh? So, uh, Lexi, tell us, introduce yourself, call Waikwe Nohia, where are you from, um, and where are you working at the moment? Awesome. Um, my name is Alexia Slavin. Um, I was born and raised in Samoa, so majority of my life was in Samoa about 19 years, uh, moved here in New Zealand and I'm now working at Merkel Aotearoa. Um, yeah, and it's been three years since I've started working with them, so yeah. Awesome. And how did you, you're part of one of our programs, Kia Tupu Kia Toa. Um, what is your kind of journey with Tupu Toa at the moment? Um, so I actually got my internship uh, through Tupu Toa, so I started as an intern at Merkel in 2020, so just around COVID, um, and then I somewhat graduated into like a grad role with Merkel and they've kept me since. So, um, yeah, no, Tupatoa basically started my career in IT here, so, yeah. And how did you find yourself on Kiatupu Kiatua, our leadership program? I actually had no idea about um, Kiatupu Kiatua until somebody in our HR team nominated me to register for Kiatupu Kiatua, so, yeah. This is where I am now. <laughs> so, Nicole, what did you study? Uh, so at uni, I studied um, Bachelor of Computer and Information Sciences, um, majoring in software development. So oh, wow. Also... <laughs> <laughs> <I get it. laughs> yeah. Um, but prior to that, in high school, I actually majored in science. So oh. I was doing biology, physics, and chemistry. And, and computer studies. Was that in Samoa? Yeah, that was in what Samoa. What school did you do? Um, so for high school, I went to St. Mary's. Uh, mm. So it's like an all-girls Catholic school back in Samoa. Mm. Yeah. And then you came here to study? Where did you study? Yeah, so um, after high school, I went through like um, NUS, National University of Samoa. So we just did like a diploma there before I moved over to New Zealand and studied at AUT. Yeah. What was that transition like? Coming from Samoa, having your tight-knit community, yeah. and you're moving to AUT. It's, like, huge. Yeah, no, it was really difficult because, mm. like, I was so used to, like, as I mentioned, like, majority of my life was back in Samoa. Mm. So I had my parents there, my younger siblings, um, my friends, you know, just a really, like, as you mentioned, a tight-knit network of support. So moving over was a challenge. Mm. I... I was actually given the opportunity to continue studying at NUS um, through a scholarship, but um, my mom, she asked me if I wanted to move over, you know, just to, there's more opportunities here than there is back home. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I took it, um, but it was the most difficult. I think uh, even throughout like the first year, I was still sobbing mm -hmm. every time I called my parents. Yeah, because um, yeah, you know, you, you go through problems and you really what you really need during those times is just you know like a hug family, yeah. Yeah, just family or a hug from your parents yeah. you know and that always comforted me um 
but yeah, that was a bit difficult moving here and trying to like explain what's going on in my life and not, yeah, really having them embracing me sort of yeah. physically. So yeah, I found that difficult. Yeah. When you moved here, did you move into hostels or flatting or uh, family? Thankfully, unfortunately, I do have family here. So I had my grandmother here um, as well as um, some of my mom's siblings. So they sort of took me in. Um, nice. So I had sort of that, but yeah. Mm. And what were some of like the culture shocks on probably being Sabbath and like, over home, everything's shut, and then here it's like open, everything's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> open and bustling and nothing stops. Oh yeah, no, over here it's busy. Yeah. Like it is fast paced compared to Samoa. Yeah, mm. so that was definitely a culture shock to that. Um, even because bef- in Samoa I didn't really take the bus, so. I- Got jumped off yeah, by yeah, my yeah. parents. Passenger princess. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Always number one passenger princess. Um, yeah, so taking and commuting, like using the bus and the train was just mm. so different. Like I had to have my auntie take me my first day to um, AUT because I had no idea where I was going. So. Mm. And, um, look at you. Um, I just want to, can we go back to <clears throat> what you studied? Yeah. Um, and then also maybe even further back into your childhood in Samoa, was there something in your upbringing that led you to this this path or wanting to, to follow? Um... Um, to be honest, no, I don't think so. Um, well, besides my dad, he actually works in IT. He works mm-hmm. in the security network space. But I never imagined that I would have taken computer studies because of that. Um, I just had somewhat of a knack of it um, during high school so mm-hmm. just thought oh you know we're moving into this technical era why not there's always an opportunity so I took it yeah awesome that's yeah. amazing mm. um, what was it like uh, growing up in Samoa um it was pretty slow <laughs> compared to here it was pretty slow um but it was good it was definitely hot most of the time um but yeah no I think it was pretty simple mm-hmm. uh, yeah as I said I had my family there so I was like basically spoiled in a way mm-hmm. while I was there um, specifically because I was the eldest child so yeah definitely was spoiled <laughs> yeah how many siblings do you have I have four younger siblings so three younger brothers and one younger sister mm-hmm. yeah so it's the five of us um, but I was also brought up as like my grandparents, my mom's parents, um, youngest child. Nice. So they took me everywhere. Um, they took me on their trips um, here to New Zealand and also to church events. So, mm. yeah. So you say you're spoiled, but I'm sure there's pressure that comes with, mm. with being the eldest. Oh, what, definitely. What sort of pressures do you feel currently and then back then? Uh, currently, I still feel it um, is like the pressure of being perfect. Mm. I know nobody expects me to be perfect, but it just has like sort of that perception that when you have younger siblings and you have something, some pe- you have people looking up to you, mm. you expect um, you know them to be able to see you as a role as their role model and you know guide their way and help them navigate their way. Mm. Um, so yeah, I still feel that pressure. Um, to this day um, just trying to make sure that I'm a good role model for my siblings and you know just afraid of failure mm. and, you know, trying to succeed for them 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you're powerful as you are right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure yeah. you've got um, a lot to be proud of, my friend. Um, in terms of <clears throat> uh, your mahi right now, um, are you uh, enjoying being in the space that you're at? Or, or, yeah. Uh, yes, there are, well, it's a mixed bag, really. Like, some days are, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, I like the problem-solving aspect of it. But then sometimes, you know, work gets busy and it gets hard. And, you know, you just sort of lose that motivation and that passion in it. Um, but so far, it's been okay. I've been trying. Oh, I haven't said anything to my boss yet. <laughs> um, but I've always been interested in the user experience space um, in IT. So um, it's a very well, it's a very underrated um, space in IT as of today. Um, like everyone just wants to make sure that things are functional, but not really thinking about like an experience as a user mm. so that's just the space that i really want to move into and hopefully get the opportunity soon maybe soon <laughs> have some talks um to possibly move into that space yeah did you always think mm. you'd be here or when you were younger what did you what did you um, aspire to be a lot of things really um so i was really interested in music I wanted wow. to sing. Yeah, you're in the choir, right? I am in the choir. Oh my goodness, that's right. <laughs> oh, she should do a jingle for this. <laughs> um, it's a it's a church choir. Did you go? No, it's a Catholic choir. Oh, yeah. Oh. So Saint Luke's. Oh, <laughs> yes. Awesome. So yeah, I just sing with them. Um, so yeah, I. But there was never really an opportunity in Samoa to really get into more like creative arts, like um, you know, singing theater mm. like I was also pretty interested in possibly acting but you know just never really had the confidence to mm. do so um uh, then I also thought of like taking up criminology oh, <laughs> okay. like, I'm a, I love my true crime podcasts mm. so I did really think about like taking up criminology but then I realized that I can handle the gore behind the screen yeah. but if it's in, in person oh my god I would probably <laughs> faint <laughs> so yeah it was pretty bad um and then I thought of psychology um but then that was like also thinking like is it something that I could take back home and there wasn't mm. really any psychology <clears throat> in, in Samoa mm. um so that wasn't an option um and yeah and then I was just thinking pondering like what else can I take I you know I took science for a reason like possibly going in through criminology or medicine but that didn't work out um because I also sucked at chemistry me <laughs> too um, <Later. laughs> I take it um and then I just realized yeah um you know my computer studies seems pretty good so I'll probably do something there um yeah and then I thought about like getting into the gaming industry mm. yeah as a software. do you game yourself yes I do what do you play um, I'm currently playing GTA 5. Oh, I just, wow! Oh, yeah, you're all good with the gloss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. It's for two. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um... Yeah, no, I just bought my PS5, so now oh, I just... Oh, yeah. yeah. oh. just got my GTA 5, um, so that's what I'm currently playing. It's so a lot of money in that space, so... There is, yeah. A lot of... Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, Tika's definitely the future. Yes, yeah, the, you're in yeah. a great place. Um, mm. What was I going to ask you? 
Ruthie, do you have another question? Like, because you were saying that your dad worked, works, currently works in IT as well. Oh, yeah. Was he proud that you took the same route? He was. Yeah. He was, because, um, like, initially we all have, like, a... So, so my mom, she did, like, a business background, and my dad did IT, so they sort of did, like, a, you know, oh, yeah, when they grow up, they're going to be in business, so, you know. Somebody's going right. to take over, because my mom, she currently owns a real estate agency back at home. Wow. So she was actually hoping one of us kids would probably go down take the business that. route. Yeah. None of us. <laughs> None of us to this day is taking the business route. Everyone's going through science. Like my brother right now, um, mm. who's after me, he's doing architecture at AUT wow. at the moment. And my other brother, who's going to come next year for uni, um, he's thinking of getting into computer science mm. as well. So, yeah, dad's pretty proud and my mom's yeah, like, oh, where am I in the... <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, that's so cool. You spoke a little bit before about finding, when you're trying to find mm. your path, wanting to take it back. Do you feel that pressure to serve, to go back home and, and, and give Definitely. that back? Yeah. Um, and what how do you find how how do you plan on going back home and using your experiences and skills? Um, what what's your plan for the I think when I thought of like going back it was always to help support my family, like to give back to my parents for all their sacrifices that they, they still make today for mm-hmm. me. You know, I just wanna be able to sort of go back and then bring them here mm. <laughs> possibly but um yeah no that was just always the plan and then that was always what motivated me to stay here and to keep going um mm. seeking opportunities just to help them um so that was always my plan to go mm. back um yeah uh, that was yeah that's it that's so <laughs> cool that's so so cool yeah um so you spoke a little bit about your parents being huge influences on you. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some other people who have been mentors for you or who have helped shape your journey yeah. um, today? I think definitely it starts from the family. Mm. Um, it definitely started with my grandparents as well. Mm. Um, they're God-fearing people, so you know they, they went to church. They went to early masses in the morning every day. Mm. Um, They gave back to the church community through either donations or acts of services. You know, they just taught me to be grateful um, that I'm so blessed for where I'm at and that I'm loved by our creator. And, Mm. you know, especially in times of trouble, you have someone you can turn to, not probably physically, but spiritually, Mm. you know. Um, So they just taught me that. um, And it's been a big part of my life. I think prayer is very powerful. And it has helped me through difficult times. Still mm-hmm. does to this day, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. How have you um, helped cultivate your faith, being here on your own? Like you've got your grandparents, but mm-hmm. without having your community around you. Obviously, um, it's quite a cultural shift moving yeah. from Samoa yeah. to here. How have you been able to build your relationship and your faith personally? Uh, I still go to church. I'm actually my grandmother's chauffeur. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a must go to church every Sunday. Mm. So, yeah, keeping my faith through there. Um, but also, um, you know, just reading, like, Bible quotes. Like, mm. I get daily quotes on my phone. Yeah. And just, you know, just praying in the morning, being thankful for everything. Um, yeah. And as I mentioned, like, through those difficult times, I'm just, I turn to him. 
I just say like a, a decade of the rosary just to you know get by yeah <laughs> sometimes but yeah so important eh? mm-hmm. yeah it is um can i just take us back to our first wānaga for Kiatupu Kiatua. Yeah. So we went up north um, and we had some powerful kōrero. Oh, yeah. one, of, one of the themes that kept coming up was not being enough, not feeling Māori enough, not feeling mm. Samoan enough. Where was your stance on that? Mm, yeah, I think my stance on that was, yeah, not being Samoan enough, you know. Um, like as I mentioned, like I grew up in a family where English was spoken most of the time, you know, we didn't really do much cultural things, not really traditional in the sense, um, more religious than traditional. Um, so yeah, no, I just felt like when I came here and meeting kids that are Samoan, but have been raised here and they're more cultured and more traditional than I am, um. Yeah, so I just felt like I wasn't Samoan enough. Like, I still sort of feel a bit plastic mm. sometimes compared mm. to them. And what makes them more Samoan? I guess just culture. their understanding around the culture. Like, there's some things that they know that I didn't know. Um, and I was born there and I was raised mm. there, but I've never really come across it or really paid no mind to it. Um, because, yeah, we just spoke English. We just, you know, watched colonized movies yeah. <laughs> yeah didn't really um look into tradition so mm. yeah i think as um maori someone as well i can definitely yeah feel yeah. that you're mama around that because not feeling maori not feeling someone and then like going to my maori side and they're like oh the islanders are here and then going to oh, like yeah. someone's side they're like oh the hoorays are here so it's just like <laughs> hurt, like not feeling enough yeah Yeah. and then I've always if I was just raised in Samoa or if I was just went there more often as a child like I'd feel like I feel like there's like there's like a like it's linear like if only I was at this part of Mm -hmm. being Samoan then I would feel enough Mm. yeah um where in actual fact it's it's actually not linear at all Mm -hmm. and it's um, a journey and it's so interesting hearing someone who was born and raised there and still feeling not enough Mm. it's yeah yeah. life is so crazy Mm -hmm. yeah I hope that you um can see you know when I look at you I'm like holy heck she's someone she's a proud (laughs) someone wahine there's so much fruits that come from your upbringing that is someone enough and 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 from what I see anyway and I speaking from a Māori perspective who still doesn't feel Māori enough you know Mm. so um it's interesting because this conversation keeps coming up um, and different programs that we run at Tuputoa. Mm. Um, but I, I think particularly within our Kiatupu Kiatoa and all the beautiful humans that are a part of that, um, hopefully we can build on our um, own kind of understanding that we are enough, regardless mm. of the percentage yeah. of, of, of Māori or Pacific we are. Um, and, and touching on Kiatupu Kiatoa, just in, in case people are listening and they're like, whatever is that? Mm. <laughs> Um, Kiatupu Kiatoa is a leadership program created for Māori and Pacific professionals looking to level up, looking to um, build on their kind of skills. Honestly, it's really hard to, to say it up in one, in one sentence because mm-hmm. how do you bottle that experience up and then sell it to, to the world, right? Yeah. But it's good that you're here because you're a participant. And as of today, what are we, the 30th of August? 
something, yeah. 29. Um, we're currently in Wananga. We've just completed Wananga 2 mm-hmm. and looking ahead to Wananga 3 in two weeks. What has your experience been like on this program with just those two Wananga we've, we've been through? Uh, it's just been, I've just been all struck for both of them. Like, yeah, I know initially um, before the program started, like I was nervous. Mm, I didn't mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I told you I was you nervous. Because I, I, I get, um, I sometimes get social anxiety, mm. especially in unfamiliar places. So the fact that I was just meeting these, like, these new people, I know I had Lissé, but um, yeah, no, it was still like, she's a social butterfly. She, she can like, socialize with anyone she can relate to anyone so I was afraid like you know I won't be sociable enough I'm too introverted for it you know Mm. Um, but no it was it was amazing it was really inspiring because I met some introverts who are just like me (laughs) yeah Um, and just looking at and hearing their stories and you know it's just inspiring as well and slowly influencing me as well so I just realized you know it's growth it's personal mm. growth and it's helping me grow like I feel a bit more confident more um after those last two wanangas so, mm. yeah, can I just say yeah. um wananga two um <laughs> how do I explain it Ruthie was a lesson um um so wananga two was the whole focus was around public speaking public right speaking, yeah. and from what, how I met you initially at wananga one to wananga two completely I felt like you were not a completely different person (laughs) but you were absolutely like um shining you were just a bright light in that wananga I saw your confidence I saw I'm not sure whether it's necessarily the influence of kiatupu kiatua I I I believe it's about the people that were in the room and the comfort that um that room had um but you did a speech can you tell us a little bit about the speech so Ruthie can Oh, sure. Um, so this speech, so um, we were supposed to speak about something that we were passionate in. Um, and I spoke about a keynote speak that I attended earlier this year. Um, and it was presented by Dr. Natalie Flynn. Uh, might as well. Like, <laughs> Say, get a girl. Give her some credit, <laughs> you know. Um, and she spoke about how to build a resilient mindset. Um, and you know you, we, we go through so many difficulties and you know just understanding like where your mind is at at those different um, dif- uh, times so there's a um, there's two different models where we have like a helpless mindset and then we have a resilient mindset so a helpless mindset goes through like a three P's model where um, they personalize the issue where it's like oh, everything that they do it's their fault Um, And then they also, it's pervasive, so they feel like because this issue happened, it's going to affect every aspect of their Mm -hmm. life, and there's nowhere they can hide. Um, Do you know what the last P was? I cannot remember. I do have it on my phone because I took a photo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot what... Oh, permanent. They think that the issue that they're going through is going to permanently affect their life, and there's no way out of it. so that's what a helpless mindset does, um, where you feel like everything is going wrong. It's the end of the world, basically. Um, and then she turns over to a resilient mindset. So um, a resilient mindset goes through the TLC model. Mm. Um, I like how a lot of people said tender, loving care, yeah. because I think it is. Like, you got to show some 
yourself some tender love and care. Um, so T is for temporary, meaning that, you know, your feelings that you're feeling at the moment, they're just temporary. Mm. They're not going to last forever. It's literally just 90 seconds and then they go away. So the situation that you're in, it's not permanent. Mm. It's temporary. Y- you can get past it. Um, or as Yone put it, it will come. Um, oh, this too will come to pass. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then Al is for limited. So it's only limited to one aspect of your life. It's not going to affect every aspect of your life. So there is somewhere to hide from those feelings if you're not ready to confront them just mm. yet. And then consideration. So you got to consider yourself and how you're feeling. You know, it's, it might not be your fault. You know, it, mm. it might be somebody else's fault. Um, you got to show yourself some love, you mm. know, just be considerate. Like, yes, be considerate about other people's feelings, but also consider yourself as mm. well, you know. So, yeah, that's what I spoke about. Was it was so amazing. amazing. <laughs> and can I just say your confidence getting up there? Because you're one of the first wahine to get up as well. Um you're one of the first ones. I was in awe. Mm. Just you just had like got your pen out. <laughs> she was very confident. <laughs> That's why I'm like, you were shining in Wanangato, which was really Thank exciting you. to see. Um, when you first heard that, mm-hmm. how did that impact you? And have have you implemented that into your into your mm. life? Yeah, and I realized how much of a negative space that I can get to and how much of a helpless mindset I can come, um, get mm. to because of that. Um, so after that, I've just realized, you know, you gotta show yourself some tender love and care, you know. Mm. Feel what you need to feel. Like, do whatever you need to do to feel it properly. Don't let it bubble inside of you. Mm. Um, and again, like, it's only one part of your life. You know. It might just be happening at work, so you can just, you know, resort, you know, escape to your um, family or to your friends to just get some sort of, you know, support from them. Um, yeah, I'm just considering me. So yeah, and no, I've been I've been using that a lot mm. lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I tell you what, I was sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it spoke to me so well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, mm. I'm sure everyone in the room also equally oh, so. um, took something <laughs> away from that. Um, have there been massive like challenges aside from obviously moving? We spoke about you moving over. But what have been some massive um, challenges or setbacks that have helped kind of shape your journey to where it is at the moment? I think um, everything else hasn't been really much of a setback. I think the major challenge was really moving over. Mm. Um, Yeah, because again, like I had an opportunity to stay home um, or come here. Um, but what kept me motivated was, you know, just thinking back at, like, what my parents had to sacrifice. Because they, they had me, um, so, at a very, well, not really a very young age. They had me at my age, which is 24. Mm. Um, you know, they started a family quite young. Mm. Um, and they didn't know where their lives were going to go. But, you know, they took every opportunity that was granted to them. They were ambitious. They, you know, took a leap of faith. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, they did all that, and I just wanted to be brave enough to be like that as well. So, so, so cool. <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> so if you could go back to um, Lexi moving over, yeah. little Lexi moving over, what <laughs> advice would you give her? Everything's going to be okay. You know, if you need to cry, just cry. 
Mm-hmm. Just let it all out. Um, but you're going to be fine. Absolutely fine. You're going to meet some amazing people who are just going to help you along the way. So, yeah. You're going to be all good, girl. It might not seem like it right now, but you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, my question is in terms of Kiatupu Kiatu at the end, like you're in Wananga too, and you've still got, you know, so many more while to go. Um, what are you hoping to get out of this? Like how, when you leave the program, how yeah. do you see yourself? What are you wanting to gain? I think just a bit more comfortable in my skin, a bit more comfortable in my identity um, as a Pacifica person. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that. And just a little bit more growth in my confidence. Um, I know you said I was shiny. It was probably just a sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> And where do you see yourself in five years? Um, hopefully doing something a bit more that I'm a bit more passionate about. Um, I know like right now I'm just like working for the money mm. <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, hopefully along the way that I find some, yeah, something more passionate about like getting into that user experience um, side of things. I really do see growth there mm-hmm. and I really do want to you know give back to our clients and stuff so hopefully something like that oh, first step is to go back and talk to your boss now yeah. since you've <laughs> told him on this podcast yes. <laughs> I hope she's hearing this <laughs> I hope I've already spoken to her before she hears this <laughs> um, yeah I've never really been one to really think about the future. It's just a lot of been about like the present, mm. and I guess a lot a lot about the past as well, um, which is not a very healthy thing to do. Um, but yeah, so that's what I hope for: to be happy and to be in a space where I'm more passionate. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna bring this up because it, um, it was one of the things that. I was really memorable about you when we first, um, on our first one. Mm-hmm. But you got up and you introduced yourself and you said, you said, I'm very introverted, but once you get to know me, you'll realise I'm really weird. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's the so crime cool. thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, I'm just, uh, okay. Um, but I do voices sometimes when I'm nervous or when I speak with my friends. Um, and I just do the most outrageous things sometimes, <laughs> um, especially when I'm under the influence of alcohol. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Don't> we all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm no, just, an, just an absolute weirdo. Like, uh, yeah. I like love my, that. Yeah. I'm weirder too. I think we yeah. all have inner... I am pretty sure we all are weird. We are. Yeah. yeah. I love it's that just... you, like, prefaced that. Yeah. Like, before <laughs> you get to know me. So maybe, like, subcon- uh, subconsciously, you were already like, you're going to get to know me, but I need to preface, I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. how we all are. Yeah, we yeah. all <laughs> yeah. really are. If you are. come into the right yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> but also, 
also what I loved is that that was your confidence coming out. Like, this is me. Take yeah. me as I am. Otherwise, <laughs> that's it. I absolutely loved it. And when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to get to know her. Mm. <laughs> because I'm weird as well. And, yeah. um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like being around the right people that sort of bring out your weirdness. In oh, your life. Absolutely. You feel comfortable yeah. and you walls down and then you start using the yeah, voices. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but that's probably your creative side, right? Because you're saying you're like, you wanted to be an actress mm, yeah. and you're super into like music. Yeah. It's a given when we're creative. Cool. So <laughs> you're going to do our um, intro? Yeah. To yeah. Oh, Come on. I can't really think of one. <laughs> we should just do yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do need one. We do need one. Um, anyway, I think that's us, eh? Um, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. Um, honestly, you're very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got a lot to be proud of <laughs> and I'm sure people who you are trying to um, give back to can see your hard work and, and are proud of you as well. Um, I'm excited to see your journey. You know, I've only seen you in the two wānanga and I've seen a massive amount of growth, so I can't wait to wānanga five. Hello. <laughs> um, and to see Lexi then. Um, but thank you so much for today. And, um, yeah, you know we're up here, so please come up if you need, eh? Thank you so much. Thank you for opening the space and for making me feel comfortable. Um, yeah, I'm just so happy that I was able to share my story and I hope somebody takes something out of it. Um, but yeah, just thank you. Thank you so much for all your support um, just through the years, you know. I was sort of hiding from the background, in the background with Tupatua until this um, Kia Tupu Kia So yeah, I'm just very grateful. Thank you. Now you've got to be our poster. You're going to oh be on all God. of our posters. <laughs> and you're going to do our intro to do it all tell now. Look at you. <laughs> no, thank you so much for that thank and your beautiful you. words. Thanks, Kilda. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much, Dixie, for um, sharing your beautiful corridor. Uh, stay tuned for episode for our next episode. Kilda. Yeah. Kilda. Yeah. Kilda. Yeah.